Welcome back to the Part-Time Otaku Podcast. My name is Grant. My name is Dave. We are back with more Demon Slayer, Episode 5, Episode 12, however you want to call it. Uh, this week, uh, we want to give a shout-out to Reddit user Yan Kazama uh, for the Zenitsu fan art. Um, awesome stuff. I, you know, Zenitsu. We, I don't think we... Have we had a Zenitsu fan art yet? Not yet. Zenitsu, his alter ego, Zenko. Zenko, yes. Whatever. What, what, what instrument is he playing in that? What's that called again? Shamisen or something? I don't I'm know. not off the top of my mind. I can't remember. Essentially, you know, it's Eastern Eastern style guitar. But um, yeah. So if if this is your first time listening to the podcast, uh, this is an anime only uh, feed. Uh, we have no insights into the manga. Uh, pretty much what we talk about here is just our insights into the episode and uh, what has come and maybe what is to come. Hopefully, just our own back and forth. So uh, I guess we'll jump into the synopsis and then we'll uh, get into plot and just general feelings of the episode. Shit. Uh, Tanjiro engages with Daki and comes to some realizations about his water breathing. Inosuke locates Daki's food locker and has conflicts of his own. Good episode. Great episode. Yeah. Um, picking up. Picking up. The feels like there's funny. a butt coming from you. No, not not a huge butt. Um, <laughs> it's doing this thing again this week where I feel like it's kind of just throwing in the flashbacks at like split second moments and it kind of yeah. knocks the flow off a little bit like n- not in a major way but it's just it's weird that like they've done this two episodes back to back where they haven't done that a lot before they haven't really relied too much on flashbacks in this show yeah. so it's whenever they happen in such succession you're kind of like oh okay <laughs> you know we're, we're, but there, there's a lot of that going on i found but other than I that, f- it was really really good I know exactly what you mean. I thought one flowed better than the other, but I think that they both did interrupt the pacing and the flow mm-hmm. of like the scene that they did interrupt. It mm-hmm. just felt like, and we'll get to them obviously, but it felt like you could have put both those flashbacks mm-hmm. earlier in this arc, yes. and it would have been more effective from a storytelling perspective. I don't know why just, these flo- flashbacks had to come now. I, I've said it before, you know, you know specifically i guess all you know all genre viewers whether it's anime or or whatnot but the fans are usually dialed in you know it's very rare people are watching this on autopilot so you can front load this kind of thing at at the beginning of a season Mm -hmm. and we're gonna remember you know it's not i I, I don't know it just it seems weird also it seemed weirdly like kind of fillery like they would clearly cut where there'd be a moment between tanjiro and Doki, like when they're throwing down and it Mm -hmm. cuts to like another scene it's like that's artificial tension you know, yeah. like we know, like we know it's like a heavy fight and I know we're kind of jumping in, but we know they were at this place last week. So people know what we're talking about, mm-hmm. but it, it just felt like there, there was a little too much cutting back and forth in, in this episode, but like it, I said, it's, it's a great episode. It does feel a little bit like they are stretching the fight because mm. um, it started an episode ago. It progressed a bit in this episode and then, you know, like. I think we learned or we confirmed that the entertainment arc is 11 episodes in total Mm -hmm. and this is five already. Um, So like, are they going to, are we going to get like six minutes of the actual fight for the next six episodes in a row? You know what I mean? Like it, it, Mm. it's, it is weird pacing. That is a little bit concerning, but you know, we'll reserve judgment until we actually see it. Yeah. Um, Okay. So maybe we'll start with the, with how the episode kicks off and it's, uh, Tengen uh, is, you know, still doing his anime run thing, and then, uh, but he finds one of his it. wives. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Uh, or no, no, wait, is it his wife? Yeah, it's uh, Hinatsuru, yeah. right? Yeah, one of the three. The turn, the like this quick stop and turn he makes, it, like was laugh out loud. I don't know, I don't know what it was. It just 
get killed. You know, yeah. it's, it's not meant to be funny, but no, it wasn't in that moment. You could yeah. tell, but yeah. it was like it. They can't help themselves sometimes too, right? Like even like no. he, they even do like the arms behind, like yeah. as he runs. Straight into Naruto, <laughs> I love it. It's the Shinobi stuff. That's the thing. Yeah. Like this whole character, the yeah, anime just waiting for him to like drop some you know Shinobi lines and all yeah. that. The, the jitsu talk made us laugh. Yeah. Oh, right. I bet, I bet that would. Um, okay, so he finds his wife and tends to her. She seems to be relatively fine. Um, and we, two significant things happen here. One is, like, I, I didn't rewind a check. I'm, I should have. But he gives her, like, an antidote? Yes, like is a that, little pill. Yeah. Is that from his headband earring thing, jewelry? Because it looked like that. Like, did he pull it off his face? I don't, or did I don't he just think have so. It? it looked like it was, like, white with, like, red specks in it. Okay. Whereas okay. I think his... It's almost like a like a silver or a diamond piece hanging from his uh, okay, side okay. of his head. Um, the uh, sound effects on that diamond piece thing, by the mm. way, are good. Um, and then the big reveal is that Hinatsuru tells us that the belt can act independently. Mm. Um, and we see more of that later. But that was probably like the bigger twist up front. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh shit, we have to worry about that now? Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. What were your thoughts on that? I liked it because... I was like, okay, this demon is not, like, just straightforward. You know what I mean? Like, I want there to be some complications for an upper moon, you know? That was the thing, right? Because, like, we were kind of going into, you know, last week when, you know, Tandru has that, you know, like, kind of like the closing moments of the last episode when Tandru throws down with her. And it's kind of like, this isn't it. You know, like, what, like there's clearly, it almost felt like a, like a red herring. Even though, like, she is clearly the main villain, there was just something looming you know yeah like Frieza's first form like is that what we're dealing with kind of like it it almost just seems like this is a tease to something or like you know the the wolves being pulled over her eyes you know you know they're purposely trying to distract us and I think this was not what I expected as the quick follow-up but what makes the most sense and it actually kind Mm. of paints the picture a little more and it kind of like looking back it's like oh that okay that's awesome that is really cool so yeah but um, little drip feed, the, the drip yeah. feed stuff like this really works. It, it does um, because I think that you know we've they've done a good job of building Doki up um, mm-hmm. so far. I think, but like the more lore like we learn about her blood demon art, the food locker stuff we learn later, the way the belt works, which we've learned in the last couple of episodes, all of that is a little bit more sinister, a little bit more mm-hmm. advanced, and like hard to deal with that make her a little bit more formidable. Mm-hmm. But all that to say, I'm so curious to know how we spend the remaining six episodes. Like, It's interesting. Because like, of the this, pacing, right? It's, it's the pacing. So are we going to have... You know, it's it's not fun to do this like early in the episode because, you know, when you have like the amount of episodes we have left, it's hard not to try and gauge like in your mind what's going to happen. Yeah, where are we going try, a little bit? You know, try to you know put the puzzle together. But I'm wondering if we're going to get like a, you know, a blowout maybe next episode. Yeah. An episode, episode or two to recoup, and then just like a balls to the walls, like three episode arc to like round it out. But you know, it's yeah. it's 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 really hard. It's I'm interested to see how they're going to pull this off, and I hope maybe they do something different. You know, it's possible. I think that's a that's a really good take because I think not to cut you off. Um, no, no, no. But I think like it's super possible we get a drip fed remaining six episodes, and maybe it's great, and maybe it's it's not. I also think, like you said, it's possible like there's a twist coming. Mm. And maybe we have to deal with Akaza again or something. You know what I mean? Like, maybe a completely new... Because, uh, you know, we haven't seen him since, right? No. Um, maybe a new Upper Moon demon uh, comes in and, you know, we have to... Like, maybe something like that's going to happen. That's a big mm. maybe. I have no idea. 
Um, but the pacing makes you second guess it a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. It, was, it makes it just a little more intense, like yeah. these, you know, this moment too, knowing at the moment I didn't, but you know, you and I were talking when we, I think it was either yesterday or the day before we realized like what, how many episodes actually were left in the season when we were looking into it. And I was like, oh, there's, this kind of sets up some potentially artificial stakes that we're mm-hmm. not sure of yet. Like mm-hmm. it's the unknown, which I don't think we've really had with the show before. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, uh, it almost, it feels like when we were getting to the tail end of Attack on Titan. Uh, you know, season yeah. four, part one, we were just like, where's the ball going to drop? And part you know? two wasn't confirmed yet. And we were like, yeah. uh, what's happening? Yeah. Um, it's interesting. It's fun. It is. It is fun. Um, okay. So the next scene is big um, in a couple of ways. Uh, we cut back to Taki and Tanjiro. Um, Tanjiro's blade is all nicked and, mm. uh, you know, kind of dulled from their fight already. They do like a close up on it. And I was like, oh, fuck me. Like, is he going to break another sword? Like, are we just going through these fucking things now? <laughs> I love the shit talking or the shit talking that Daki does. Like, oh, the person who made that must have been incompetent. And it's like, <laughs> and, like Tanjiro, like just the good art he has. He's like, no, he, he loves his craft. Like, he, oh. he, he does not make bad blades. This is my, it's my fault. This isn't his problem. <laughs> you know? Unless she doesn't, she, she literally calls him a moron. She's like, then how to get nicked moron? <laughs> like, yeah. She's, um, <laughs> But he comes to this realization that, I don't know if you call it a realization or a moment of doubt or whatever, but he comes to the, to the conclusion that his body isn't suited to master water breathing. Like, mm. he, he does make the distinction, like, I'll never be as good as Giyu mm. and his teacher, whose name I'm forgetting conveniently. Um, but he's basically saying, I'll never be as good as them. Like, clearly he's adept at it, but maybe he's reaching his ceiling here as he's dealing with, like, these really tough demons. Um, so he makes this conscious choice to use flame breathing instead. And this did is where the work, first... Did that work for you? No. Um, no. It was a little too in the moment, right? Like, yeah. yeah. I, you know, like, this is one of the things I think both of us and probably a lot of Demon Slayer fans have been excited to learn more about is flame breathing. And, and I think we learned it was called, like, sun breathing from yeah. Kyojiro's dad. And that's all well and good, and I'm really interested in that. And anytime he busts out flame breathing, it's like very hype, very sakuga. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. really, I'm on board the hype train for that. Um, but like, ju- it just happening like in the moment in a fight without exposition or background didn't work. And then the flashback that they do do didn't work for me either because um, it just it's the kind of exposition that just leaves me with more questions. You know what I mean? What the three boys in the woods with their shirts off didn't do it for you? Like Yeah. Well, okay, first of all, they we had a training montage. That would have yeah. been the perfect time to do to put that scene in. Like I don't I know. know why we had to interrupt the flow and do that. In the forty minute episode. You know what I mean? Like there was there was time to be used. Yeah. I don't know. It's it, it, it I don't know. I'm the show does so much it's hard to really like punch down on little stuff like this but it's it kind of sticks out and you're like wow well yeah well it's i I completely agree it's like you don't take things you take things for granted and when they don't work it Mm -hmm. sticks out a little bit and like let's be clear like i still think this is a good episode there's just a couple things that didn't work Mm -hmm. i thought the the transition to flame breathing wasn't as smooth as perhaps it could have been maybe that's better paced or explained in the manga like you never really know what these things um, and maybe we're going to get these questions answered in a much more satisfying way down mm-hmm. the line. But, like, we are kind of being drip-fed drip fed on the uh, flame-breathing stuff. It just seems weird in, like, what is a final, like, you know, a throwdown with, with one of the big bads. And yeah. on the spot, he's like, yeah, water-breathing. It ain't going to happen. Like, I, it wasn't so much 
this stuff of like you know making the full switch to the sun breathing it was just the absolute abandonment mm-hmm. of water breathing like I, I would have loved to have seen some like even like fleeting moments of him saying like oh i don't think this is working out as it was like yeah he, he literally never doubted it before and then all of a sudden he has like major doubts and he's like okay it's gone it's done like i'm not using it like it just it seemed yeah. i don't know it, it did that didn't work for me but the fight scene itself was nice <laughs> yeah so back to that then he decides to give it a go he, we do see in the uh in the um flashback he has issues with stamina when he uses mm. flame breathing and we've seen that in like the previous times that he's actually used it mm. um i i i'll tell you it did work i i did love like the ren goku set your heart ablaze tribute mm-hmm. i was hype about that and then we, we do another segment of the fight scene, and this is where I just have a lot of questions. I really liked this piece, the whole, like, him charging at Daki with flame breathing. Mm-hmm. But where is he learning these new moves? How does he know them? Like, do they all, is the idea that they all come from the same place as, like, how he did it against Rui in season one? Like, it felt like he was reaching really deep into his childhood, and he just sort of knew what to do. But now he's got all these new moves. Like, he... he when he, in this fight, he unleashes a total of three moves we've never seen or heard of before. So, the, you know, I guess, you know, there's two sides. You could call it the cop-out, or you could call it the tease they gave us this season was with, you know, Rengoku Sr., or again, mm-hmm. whatever his name was. He, he flat out said the point that all other styles are a rip-off of sun breathing. Right. So, it could be the assumption that you could essentially, like, kind of pick apart the moves from what he knows maybe or what's uh, around maybe him. he could infer infer so maybe, maybe that's that and again hmm. it's that's a reach i think genuinely i think that's a reach but i, I do agree of just where because if he knew nothing about sun breathing what what was the point of him going back to the you know that flashback like he just kind of found out you know yeah he was just with rengoku's dad learned more about sun breathing learned those tidbits and then he was pretty much on this adventure like there was not yeah time and they they made a point of telling us that like the records from that book had been ripped out or burned out or whatever so like Mm -hmm. he didn't learn them there all he learned was the origin of the name Mm -hmm. of the technique you know so i'm curious where i mean like you know your explanation i didn't think of your theory like maybe he's inferring based off of you know he's like a relatively accomplished swordsman at this point Mm -hmm. and you know i I would not be surprised if we learned that, like, you know, there's going to be more flashbacks to his childhood as he, like, thinking of his father dancing. Mm. And maybe there's stuff like that. Maybe he was, like, unconsciously learning and didn't realize it. And that's where all this stuff is coming from. Um, I don't know. I, I, but I did like the that fight scene. I thought the fake rainbow was the coolest. Did you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so good. That was kind of like a... I don't know how how well you know your Dragon Ball Z. Do you know it relatively well? Like a four, like a five out of ten, maybe. Okay. Yeah. It, it Goku does the same thing against both Frieza and Cell, where he's being chased uh, by like energy blasts by them, and he just sort of lets them hit him, and it looks like they cut through him, but then you realize it's an after image, and he sort of fades away, mm. and it's like a distraction, so he can like get a sneaky hit in later. And that's like exact. It's she strikes at an after image, uh, mm. and then he shows up behind her. It doesn't work out because he's too slow. But 
I thought that was pretty cool. I do like that she goes, ugh, it's so slow. I'm yawning. Like, just the <laughs> she's fact... She's a good villain. She's like, it's she like is. you said at the beginning, like, she's slowly coming out of... Like, I say coming out of her shell. She's clearly, like, you know, very open and bombastic and, like, a nefarious mm-hmm. creature. But, like, she, we're also getting the drip feed from her this episode. Like, she's... Or the past few episodes. Like, she's... Op- we're getting to more and more know her character and, like, what makes her tick, you know? And, like, she's got, like, a weird sense of humor that we haven't seen in a lot of demons mm-hmm. so far. It's It's... it's very fascinating. Her humor, her relationship with Muzan Kibutsuji was great. Mm-hmm. Um, all that stuff is good. I'm, you know, I think what I look forward to the most is seeing how she interacts with Tengen. Yeah, I think we all are. I think we're ready for more Tengen. Yeah, um, and then there's this thing about uh, before we switch gears to like the other, the remainder of the cast. There's yet another flashback, which again they really could have put back in season one or early season two, but there's this flashback to the butterfly mansion Mm. um, about uh, Tendro talking about how he needs to raise his body temperature because he feels like he's in the zone Mm. when that happens. Um, That for me, like from a lore perspective, that makes sense. Like, you know, we think about his dad, we think about the flame breathing stuff. All that makes sense. Like that he runs hot. That's like a supernatural thing I've seen in other shows. Mm. Um, that, well, that makes sense. What, what were you going to say? Well, I, I think the interesting thing to that is who was always sick? His dad. Fucking dad, yeah. Frail. You know, I think he pushed it too hard or something? Maybe maybe that's what it is. Maybe that was what got him was the sun breathing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Do you remember way back in season one, and this is a reach, and be like, you know, I'd, I've been, I've seen this um, screenshot on YouTube thumbnails and stuff, but I've never touched it. But way back in season one, like early, the first time we encounter Muzan Kibutsuji, mm. um, he Muzan's having an inner dialogue about the kid with the earrings. He's thinking mm. about Tanjiro. And there's just this still shot of him thinking about it and then looking pissed off. And there's a still shot of an older man, like a, a yeah. grown man with the earrings mm-hmm. who you could maybe push to being Tanjiro's dad. Or it could be like a lineage thing. Right? A lineage thing, too, yep. yeah. Because uh, obviously they've all been around quite a while, so it could be an ancestor of some kind. And you know what, too? Like they were, you know, back in season one, like they were clearly like mountain people. Like they lived away mm-hmm. up in the forest. Like, you know, maybe that could Not like Inosuke, like... but they were mountain people, yeah. But, you know, like, yeah, they weren't lords <laughs> of the mountain, but uh, <laughs> they were kings of the mountain. But, you know, they were away from people. So maybe it was just like. I wouldn't be surprised if later down the road we get some backstory on like they were oh, trying to hide, yeah. keep the sun breathing stuff away, you know, for like good reasons or you know, there's a reason people aren't using it, blah blah blah. Like I don't know, it, it could be, it could take any route, but you know, this is, I don't know, it, we're, we're going <laughs> this sun breathing stuff is now coming at us like head on, which we just, wanted. We said that we wanted. in the pilot. Yeah, I just think it's going to be more regular than we thought it was going to be, yeah. which is kind of a surprise. So that's nice. Yeah. Maybe, I like what you, your thought there, maybe it does sort of burn through him. Mm. And it like, like takes mileage, you know what I mean? Like w- increases wear and tear. The but more it sounds that it. all these demon slayers, like there's some, there's clearly a trade-off for what they're doing, right? Yeah. Which I, I like, that yeah. it's kind of tragic. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, Tendro gives himself like the third pep talk in 10 minutes, um, <laughs> charges in. 
And then we cut to the rest of the cast. And this is pretty much the back half of the episode. Mm. Um, I'm just going to read this part because it's my favorite part of the whole episode. Uh, Inosuke finds a tunnel entrance at the Agimoto house, but he can't fit through. He dislocates his arms uh, and joins to fit through uh, in which is clearly the best episode of the, uh, or best scene of the episode. Great to see him back in the helmet being his ridiculous self, the laugh, the voice acting. All of it. Man, I loved that shit. The Dave, whole w- coming through, the screaming. <laughs> I, I've i never been more anxious watching anime in my life. That is was pure nightmare fuel for me. Him, like, Claustrophobia? Not, not, not claustrophobia, but, like, getting stuck. You know, like, without dipping to, like, in my line of work, like, if I have to work in a crawl space, it's, like, it's not happening. Like, it's just, I don't, like... It sounds like claustrophobia. No, like, not really. Like, you go to a concert, I'm okay being in a packed room full of yeah. people or, or an event, you know, stuff like that. But when it comes to, like, being stuck in a in a dire situation, I, yeah. I don't like that. That that spooks me out. But uh, I don't know, just the whole thing. I was like, oh, I don't like this at all. That's funny. Like, yeah. I was just sitting there laughing. He's saying shit like, oh, this ain't no game trail. <laughs> no, no, I know. That's the thing. Like, you can't look away because it's funny. And I'm, like, laughing. But I'm like, like... Like almost like rocking back and forth, like ah, uh, <laughs> no. you know, it was just it was so many emotions during that scene. It was, That's it funny. was hilarious though. It's pure comedy for me. I loved it just because he keeps repeating Lauren Inosuke is coming through. Yeah, you know the the voice actor does a really good job of like dialing it to eleven yeah. when he's got the helmet on. It's mm. it's almost like because we've heard him talk quite a bit in the last few episodes without mm-hmm. the helmet, and he's being a little more low key, and like it's almost like he's more himself when the helmet is on yes you know what i mean so it's like i don't know it just felt like he was coming back mm-hmm. um and it was so funny i don't know i, I love that shit um the remainder uh of this episode all focuses on the what they call the food locker mm-hmm. and it's uh inosuke fighting against uh the belt because we find the sentient belt mm-hmm. is there he frees some people zenitsu and tengen's wives among them, uh, Zenitsu helps coordinate attacks. So do uh, so do uh, Tengen's wife, and then Tengen himself shows up. This is like the whole. It's all one long, like one thing after another after another scene. So good. This is the best part of the episode by far. Yeah. So maybe we just we dive into that. Um, I I loved this man. I loved the. It was interesting because Inosuke and the Belt Demon weren't having they weren't like talking back and forth but like they were inner monologuing inner mono, like they're both yeah, having yeah, their, yeah. like their inner monologues like almost like at each other kind mm-hmm. of thing and i thought that was like really really interesting kind of be like oh like i gotta save people like yeah. and do this like just, but you know like the big reveal of you know he had freed zenitsu and zenitsu just like throws down and like <laughs> clears the room and just like you know it's good line of like you should just always be asleep yeah i love <laughs> like, that why are, why are you just always asleep and then like you know like the, when tengen's entrance of you know like the, the belt demon i heard two noises not the one kind of thing and then mm-hmm. tengen rips down because um, i i did forget until sorry to cut you off real quick no, but just no, no. to say i did kind of forget like that he is the sound hashira because mm-hmm. he uses his first like attack which was pretty or, badass by the way that yeah. the undoing of the sword yes um take, which is kind of why are they bandaged in the first place but for effect man for Fake effect <laughs> sakuga um but i love the fight between inosuke and the belt i love yeah. that he named it the worm belt 
the worm belt. And I did, I'll be honest and say they did get me, just like, you know, the pacing was picking up in this particular part of the episode. Mm-hmm. And I did not, I completely forgot that Tengen's wife were not, wives were not, like, helpless. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that they were, are they shinobi? Is that what it is? Yeah, I think, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so when they start, when they like jumped in to help, I was like, "Ah, oh, phew." The one, the one wife slayed, like slayed Leanne and I, like the apprehensive one. I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh my god, like I don't want to be doing this." But like as she's like fucking shit up, she's like, "Oh no, like what a predicament we're in." Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm not very funny. good at fighting, so don't count on it. But she's like yeah. just cutting through shit. <laughs> yeah. It's like okay. Um, that was also the first time Zenitsu's, you know, his thunder breathing. What, like him in action was ever seen by any of the demon slayers i guess technically yeah. nezuko saw him on the train yeah oh, um, that's true yeah yeah but like inosuke has never seen it tanjiro has never seen, never seen it, seen it no. i was cool. gonna say during the uh the uh the murder house episode or like the rotating rooms but <sighs> even then it was just him and the, the one of the kids one of the kids yeah yeah man easy to forget about that arc how fun was oh, that so good if you think about season one like we got uh training montage we got the uh the mountain test thing yeah. the rotating um, house rotating house the forest obviously the false lower, lower demons the false lower demons oh yeah the girl with the tamaris yeah. um the very first demon encounter is uh that guy with the teeth that spin laterally he's a trio oh yes with the, he steals girls oh yes the first and- mission yeah. Solo mission. yeah yeah and then the and then the forest is like the like the arc where we fight we fight rui and all that mm. That's and, good and then and then like a slightly slow ending to season one but it really it queued up the movie um yeah okay anyway um so then tengen arrives and just has an amazing en- entrance frees everybody else and then this is where we get another flashback <laughs> that did not work for me like i like and i want to be clear like it was just the moment that didn't work for me i think that's like valuable information i think we need to learn more about the wives Uh, i think we need to learn more about his relationship with them because it is you know out there if you want to say it that way um i think his relationship with them is important if they are what's driving him Mm. and that that might have been better off earlier but then again i don't know they probably also want to keep him mysterious so I don't know what the answer is there. Yeah, it's it was it was a weird way to round it up. I found, but yeah. um, you know, I don't know. It's it's not a kind of everything with Tengen. Like Tengen adjacent has been a little messy. I find, but he himself, like in his moments, like he's just he knocks it out of the park. It's just it, I don't know. It's this is one where the reason I want to rewatch season two so quickly is. Not for like the usual reasons. Just like I just want to like just watch Tengen more and just focus mm. on his stuff alone because you know like it's like you said like maybe they are just trying to cue up some mystery or, or whatever like false mystery or whatever you want to call it. But it's um I don't know it's it's just a different take from you know from Gio and then Rengoku and, and mm-hmm. it's just you know it's it's a whole new package, right? So yeah, big time. I'm really like. I, I almost wonder if this is a show that benefits more from a binge or from two episodes at a time mm-hmm. than it does week to week. Because, man, these go by fast. Like, maybe it's because you're, like, so engaged. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. Um, he's got a cool little nunchuck sword moment at the end. Yeah. Things are about to get real flashy, which I think is the name of the episode. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to credits. Good shit. Good shit. 
good episode. Um, actually, there's a couple of things I want to talk about that last scene that I thought was really cool. Mm-hmm. Leanna called it. Docky sent a message to the belt. Oh yes. To, we gotta. We have to eat the pretty one. You're totally <laughs> right. You know, You're totally right. Which I, we were. I was like dead on, right on. Um, but yeah. uh, and then also Leanna pointed out too when she was messaging the belt, she didn't have a mouth. Docky didn't have a mouth, but the belt did. Ooh. So it's like there's all, they're almost like in tandem. Like they're a part of each other, oh, kind of thing. Really like good she, pick, yeah. Like she's lending her mouth to to the belt, and she's just communicating. How, however, I thought that was uh, I thought that was really cool. And then also more muscle mice. I love like <laughs> they brought the sword. Mucky, mucky. <laughs> I love that shit. So good. Mucky, 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 yeah. mucky. It's it's. I find it so fascinating the things that normally kind of throw us off and don't like are kind of the the standout moments in the show, and it, then the stuff that we normally like is like, oh man, they kind of dropped the ball on that or or what yeah. or what have you. But different shows handle different tropes and mechanics so differently. It's funny, like certain things can work in one show and you hate them in another, right? No, know. it's it's not always the tool, right? It's the person uh, using the tool, I guess. Yeah, one yeah. one thing that they've handled beautifully, just to give them credit, is like. I think everyone was, had a slight question mark on, like, how is an anime that is kind of dark going to handle a red light district where it focuses on brothels and polygamy and uh, a demon that is literally a, a prostitute? And like, mm-hmm. are we going to go down the route of over-sexualizing, bleh, over-sexualizing uh, all the characters, or are we going to make it, like, cringy to try and dumb it down for the younger audience. Mm. Like, they didn't do any of those things. No. Um, I don't think it's overly pervy. I don't think it's, like, overly cringe or dumbed down. I think, like, it's sort of straightforward. They're being honest and, like, loyal to, like, anime-isms mm-hmm. without making it, I don't know, shitty, <laughs> which you know, is usually my complaint. It's interesting because, like, just in, in all the stuff that you and I have seen this year, you know, like, it's it's just... You know, it's across majority of it, you know, and like we've said our piece, we don't need to rehash that out, you know, like it is what it is and mm-hmm. whatever you're into, you're into. But, you know, it's this clearly, I think of anything we've seen this year or even the past like, couple of years is this is straight down the line, like right yep. down the middle. I find like it, yep. it veers to either side, but it, whenever it goes to one of those sides, it never pushes, you know, it never like points it out or it, you can notice that it goes to one side, but it doesn't, it doesn't say anything about it. So yep. it's. It's kind of, you know, nice that way. It's, you know, if you're going to see it, just let it be there. You know, don't draw yeah. attention to it. Like you said, it's... Be honest. Just tell the story. You know, yeah. like, we, it, this doesn't have to be, you know, My Hero Academia, thank God. Mm. Um, I don't know. I'm happy that, that this part of the, the narrative, at least, is working. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I think that's about it for this episode. Is that about sure. right? I think so. Okay, I think we could probably, we can spill a bit of the surprise now. Um, After this, we're going to record our anime in review for all of 2021 uh, podcast. That will be up this Friday, uh, the same time the post show would normally be up. Um, So we're going to get into everything. So if you've made it this far, you know, you get to hear the quick preview. We're very excited. We're going to talk about our favorites. I'm so excited. Yes. Um, we've been thinking about this episode for a while, and it's also sort of coincides loosely with, uh, like, our one-year anniversary mm-hmm. and the upcoming Season 4 Part 2 of Attack on Titan, which we'll also be covering. So very, very exciting stuff ahead. Thank you guys so much for listening, um, especially if, you know, you've been here since day one, which we know some of you have. So... Thank you very much. Definitely check out the In Review podcast, and we will see you next week. Bye, guys. Cheers.